0: live February the 21st 2016 from Coolidge Arizona wherever you are if you're tuned in today thank you for tuning in and you're welcome we're studying the book of Acts in this session and um, we're actually uh, beginning we will be beginning chapter 5 today if I get through my rabbit trail <clears throat> but some things first that we're dealing with an event that happened one time, will never happen again, and um, the only other event that approximates it was in Acts chapter 10 with the, accept, uh, uh, the accepting of the Gentiles, uh, making the kingdom available to them. So it, it's a one-time event. We don't expect to ever duplicate what is going on in chapter probably never again, because that condition will never exist again. People forget that. We're not in a situation as the Jews were, all coming to Jerusalem from all parts of the world, gathered together there for the final
1: launching of what God had planned for for over 4,000 years. And <clears throat> <get it. clears throat> and so that event
0: is never likely to occur again. And with people there from all over the world, and you see, they wanted to stay there.
1: Now, who can say why? Why did all of these people want to stay in Jerusalem? It being the religious center, and specifically, I believe they wanted to be in God, where God's
2: grace was, where his
0: goodness. Was. They wanted to be where it was being expressed. Yeah, it was expressed. And who was there to? Who were the executors of Jesus's will? The the apostles. So they're here. They
1: were the ones who had access to the thinking of God. They had been given right to think the way God thinks, spirit to
0: spirit. And these people here were gathered together for that event. They had seen what had happened in chapter 2. They were going to stay put. They didn't want to miss anything. I like that. Some folks don't care whether they miss Bob's concert or not. You know, some people just don't care, but here we have something a situation never to be duplicated again, and yet we find churches today trying to duplicate what happens in chapter Four. Can't do it <clears throat> we We can't ask people who are from Africa to sell their farm in Africa and bring all of the proceeds here and lay it at whose feet? The apostles' feet for distribution because there are so many folks here gathered from around the world that we can't meet all of their needs, but they need to be here so they can take the whole gospel back with them and fulfill the promise that it would, the gospel would go everywhere in the world prior to the fall of Jerusalem in 70 A.D., and it did.
2: It was also a unique situation because as it happens, a group of believers is really a group without a home at that point in time. They're <clears throat> worshiping and congregating in the temple, and the temple area, uh, but there's so many of them that they, they really don't have what you call a, a place to call home, an area of their own.
0: And that's why this event is recorded so that we know how they were cared for. Folks, we have to keep that in mind as we read
1: this, or we lose the point. God only has one means of entering into his
0: destiny. The destiny that he has planned and prepared for, and that Acts chapter 2,
1: as the hub of the Bible brings to us there's only one means we don't buy that
0: I said it anyhow and I may say it again there is only one way one Lord one faith one baptism one God and father of us all Ephesians chapter 4 just one but what about these wonderful Muslims? There's some great Muslim people. The ones in Syria, I have great friends that are from Syria that went from Syria to Russia and from Russia to here and became educated in this country. I know have two doctor friends. One of them is a surgeon. Not mine, <clears throat> but one one of them is a surgeon uh, specializing in heart. But they're great people, great friends. But what's what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the issue with the Islamic religion that no matter how many good people it produces, I mean, in being good neighbors and all that,
1: What's the issue? One Lord, one faith, one baptism. It's an alternative,
0: but if there is one event that separates God's way from all other ways, it is what event? The resurrection. The resurrection of christ can you can you go to mohammed's tomb today? You can go there. he still is dead as a
1: doornail. Does any religion have a
0: resurrected leader where there were hundreds of witnesses and recorded in both? Secular and sacred history about a risen leader. Yes.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. One. One. Christianity. Yeah. And Christianity. And yet people will
1: embrace everything under the moon. Well, you've you've got to be stupid enough to
0: be educated. Well <clears throat> you see that's the issue. And that's the issue that's driving that that is the driving force behind what's happening in the book of Acts. We lose sight of it because we get we get caught up in boy this is pure communism. What's the difference between what is happening here and communism as we know it today? Forced. One is forced. The main thing is communism is forced where you have the elite Assuming the right to steal from some to grant to another according to the elite's view of what your need is. Did you get all that? Any form of that methodology is foreign to the scripture.
2: There's no, there's no mention of taking; It's always giving. That's right. Here, I, they, they saw nothing as their own.
0: So it was Voluntary. And when you realize that what they were doing and you're talking about massive fortunes coming into the city of Jerusalem mm-hmm. you know we're we're afraid to talk about money, but nothing happens without money. People don't feed eat without money, or some medium medium of a change
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah, I'm glad I'm a half breed <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: you know that that's so true. <clears throat> And if the Jews one by one began to become converted to the Lord's Church, look at the resources they would bring with them because they own the resources of the world. But they will never become a part of any religious system that is Trinitarian. Why?
1: Our view of God.
0: Because our the view of the Trinitarians of God is absolutely foreign and contradicts one God. They cannot believe in our Jesus because what we have done to him and made him a God as well. They will never accept Christianity as a group until we get our thinking right and match that of the tabernacle and... uh, you're saying we got to, we've actually got to do something. We have to get it right, and we we need to have such a passion for the loss that we develop the the incentive of getting it together, getting everything right, because people reject the gospel today because of what the church or well, what they see the church standing for, and it doesn't make sense. Thinking people reject Bertrand Russell. You know, why did he reject the church? Who knows? His book, great in our time as an atheist now, or was before he died. He isn't now <laughs> that he has died. <laughs> but what was his reason for rejecting the gospel? It was the church's view on when Jesus, when Jesus said to Caiaphas that you will see me coming in all of my glory. And he says, and yet the church's position is that didn't happen. So he rejected the gospel. And you see, Revelation clears that all up.
1: The church made
0: a liar out of it. And so the church, the church has made a liar out of Jesus. We still have people today who are futurists. And what that does is it places a terrible indictment on the knowledge of Jesus to speak the truth.
2: One of the St- problem we have is that when you talk about the church as a whole, and you're talking about the body of Christ, which faction are you talking about? Because there are so many across such a broad spectrum oh. that, that stand for so many different things yeah. from the ultra liberals to the ultra conservatives that it's impossible to have a consistent view
0: across all of those. What will it take to correct that? It may take a complete demise of our society as we know it today, the way we have to where we have to get back to the scriptures and get back where we get behind all of our theological background, because that's the source of all of our political problems. We don't think what. Well, see, if man is depraved, then, then the only solution is for government control. Mm-hmm. See, if we had that doctrine right, we wouldn't have any. Most of our politicians would go away. They wouldn't be there because.
2: Well, let's get it right now. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. You know, they'd
0: all they just because the the philosophical uh, system today is based on. Either something is in control of you or will put something in control of you. So people's view of something external to themselves being in control is what gave rise to the state being in control. Because they kick God out, then the state comes into control. So whoever has control, that's the victim-type thinking that we have to get rid of. We stand on what our capabilities are to understand what God has revealed to us. We are capable of understanding what God has revealed to us. And it's not easy because even our translations, we have seen it particularly on Thursday nights and even in this class, um, how some of the verses end up with just the opposite meaning. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to read that out of it. It's just like nowhere in the Bible does it talk about a second coming. I've offered a thousand dollars on the newspaper. You know, show me
1: a verse. Does anybody ever step up to the plate for a thousand dollars? Would you? It's not there. Now, the second Perusia is there, but not the second Ercamai.
0: That's a whole different ball game. And the word that's used in that sense is always the word Perusia. Archimae doesn't exist anywhere. That's the word for coming. Coming is a verb and Perusia is a noun. So, you know, those are simple things that you cannot refute. They're there in black and white. But these people wanted and they had a hunger for what was right because they had witnessed or knew of those who had witnessed the resurrection and they were gun ho and they were willing to sell their farms, their castles, whatever they had, and bring it in so that these people could remain put because there was a hunger for the truth, and they could only get it through who the apostles, the apostles. they were the they were the delegates they were they were the executors of jesus' will, and without them we don't know anything we don't know what Jesus taught we don't know anything about him apart from the apostles, so we have to we have to
1: We have to get a handle on the apostolic authority. So the issue then of the resurrection is what is the initiative.
0: They would not have gone through any of this had it not been based upon their understanding of the resurrection. And so it becomes our confirmation of the resurrection of what these people were doing now for the
1: sake of one another, the unity that it brought to them. You know, there's a couple of verses. Let's let's go to
0: Acts. No, let's go to John 18. This is a rabbit trail. But folks, whatever we do, we can't lose sight of that event and the effect that it's having in where we are in the book of Acts. Our, ten, our tendency is to get caught up in just, the, just what the immediacy of our text, but we have to remember the driving force behind it is their understanding of the resurrection. That makes a change in people's lives. It makes people so winners. It gives you a passion for the lost i want to I had a thought now. I want to share it with you. This will make you mad. Mm-hmm. Who said that?
2: <laughs>
0: Good, I
1: like that <clears throat> You know it can be neutralized. We can alter our beliefs to the point where we accommodate those people who do not have it right. so that we feel no personal responsibility toward them with the truth. Did I get that out right? Yes. Yeah. We can so
0: neutralize the absoluteness of Scripture in our mind that we can we can accommodate people no matter where they are. And when we begin to do that, then we become universalist. That's the driving force behind universalism, which means everybody will eventually be saved. So with that doctrine, then why are we bothering even being here? No reason to be anywhere. And you certainly can't have a justice system of right and wrong. There's nothing makes any difference. There's
1: no absolute. Right. So the the Christian who doesn't have a soul-winning drive
0: is above all things a universalist in how he lives, what he thinks is his Christian life. And if money isn't affected by that, and if time and one's talents are not affected by those things, uh, <clears throat> then we just join up with the universalists. Our passion has been neutralized. Don't you think that's a part of what's happening in the church today? I think my neighbors are really good folks, and I just I don't see where they really need to change anything. The
2: way we all approach it, you know, and we're even told by a lot of the churches, you know, to accept everybody else and their differences. And no. whether they get Baptist or Presbyterian or Episcopalian or whatever they may be.
0: Of course, what we really ought to do when we see those people is, um, because we know we're right, we should just shoot them. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a difference between accepting what they believe and accepting their humanness. Exactly. And that we yes. have to be careful of. Okay. So I want to make that distinction here, too. So let's look at uh, John 18.40, I think it was. We'll, we'll see how fast Alex's, um, the dexterity of his fingers are today. Exodus chapter 18 and verse 40. When it came, uh, what did I say? John John
2: 18.40.
0: <clears throat> um, let me go back to verse 39. I'm going to read some verses here real quickly. Pick up the drift, eh? But you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you wish then that I release for you the king of the Jews? So they cried out again, saying, what? Not this man. They had that right. Because while he was here, he was as one of us. Otherwise, why he came has no meaning to us at all. As he, when he was here, he was as one of us, and they recognized that, but not this man. Now, isn't that interesting? He is the one who is going to die, not for any one of them. You know, we we have a song. Jesus died for you. Where does it say that? What did he die for? He died for the church. Where do we have to be to be and to benefit from his death? Where, where it is he, what he is, where what it is that he died for? We have to be in that. That's Ephesians chapter five. Nowhere did Jesus die for any individual. He did not have me in his mind when he died. He had what in his. And I love those songs, by the way. I'm picking on the music industry, Sharon and Bob. You know, I forgot about Bob. But, we know, we sing those songs, and I love them. That's not the issue, but they're not right. They give people an idea that there is something unique about Jesus and that all we have to do is relate to him, but he didn't die for himself. And, you know, when, when Mary Magdalene, at the end, was cleaving to him, he said, don't do this. This is not about me. This is about what I'm doing. You know, don't get a hold of me. Get a hold of what I'm accomplishing. Boy, we have a hard time with that. So we have to get our thinking about, not this man, but Barabbas. Now, you you see the contrast? Barabbas, he he was a good guy in town, highly respected, and he was a a part of the, uh, uh, well... He was a politician. politician. (laughs) You're quick. Okay, let's go over to Luke chapter 19. I hope I got these right. Luke chapter 19. My point in this today is that we're talking about in this book now of what happened when you come to grips with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It changes everything. And if that isn't, the fact of history, then there is nothing to be changed and we might as well quit wasting our time. Luke 19, verse 14, but his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we do not want this man. This is, by the way, his parable of the nobleman. That We do not want this man to reign over us. They had that right. That part of it right but we do not want him to reign over us. What gave him the right to have
1: authority is that he was delegated by God to be head of the church. John 1. John chapter 1. This is prior to, you see, prior
0: to his resurrection, In John 1 and verse 10, I don't want to spend all day on this, but he was in the world and the world was made through him. By the way, does that, do any of your Bible say by him? Well, the King James will say by him because it's Calvinist. But it's never by him. He was in the world and the world was made through him. So, Jesus was the instrument that God used to create the universe as we see it today. And the world itself did not know him, and he came to his own. That word own is neuter. Therefore, it's referring to his own what? His own things. See, he came unto his own what? Things. It's neuter. Cannot be People. If it's a people, what's it going to be in gender? Either masculine or feminine. If it's neuter, it can't be a person. So he came unto his own, and what's the implication here? He came unto his own things, and what did they do? What did the oceans do and the waves when he spoke to them? They obeyed him. He's he's making a contrast, the things that he
1: came to They were okay. But those who were his own
0: and now guess what? It's masculine. See, the first one is neuter. The second one is masculine. They cannot refer to the same people. I mean, the same issue. One is referring to the things because he's just been talking about what? Creation. The things that have
1: neither masculine nor feminine gender. Now, he says he came unto his own people. And what? And they received him not. So his,
0: And the contrast there is his people did not receive him. The people to whom he came did not accept him. But the things that were made through him when he came did accept him and responded to him is him authoritatively. That's a, that's a powerful argument, I think.
1: I think the contrast that the start of verse twelve is, but as many as did receive him. That's right.
0: right. So there's the contrast, yeah, in verse twelve. Yeah, and they became, they gave, were given the right. And of course, there's where we get the first fruits of Revelation 14. Um, the Jews who were converted and before the death of Christ but believed in him and therefore by his death retroactively they were cleansed from their sins. That's why they were referred to as the first fruits. Alright, in Luke, Luke 23 did, did I say Luke 23 and what? Who knows where I was going. I think it's verse 18. <clears throat> but they cried out again, saying, you see, in contrast to, I mean, in harmony with what we just read in John 1, away with this man and release for us, Barabbas. We read that in, in John as well. Now let's go over to um, uh, John 19. <clears throat> hey, David, are you still there? Uh, 19. Mike had a comment, David. Okay. We
2: locked you for a second there. I don't know what happened. Hey, I, I just looked at
1: on the Greek, and when it says uh, in the world, and in, in that's John ten or one ten, the world is it's not talking about any creation; it's talking about the order. I would agree with that. Good catch, Mike. Good catch. That, that's what the word cosmos means—is the order. That's the, the etymology of that term. Okay. All right. So now we go to uh, John 19
0: and and verse 15. <clears throat> So they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? Now notice what the Jews said, we have no king but... Now, isn't that interesting? That's what the Jews are saying. Do you understand why the book of Revelation is about the Jews? It's not about anybody else. It's about the destruction of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple. And until that is destroyed... The Kingdom, in all of its glory, couldn't be seen by the world
1: now let's go to the book of acts chapter three, and verse fourteen
0: but you and here here we're 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 into our text now, getting close to it. Here you disown the holy and righteousness in verse 14, and ask for our murderer to be granted to you. Well, now that's quite a contrast. Go over to chapter 20, chapter 4, and verse 26. The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against whom? Against the Lord and against His Christ. Remember that Christ always had a Lord. He referred to Jehovah God as his Lord Uh, many places. We have charts on that. So in, in verse 26, he's telling us here that the kings of the earth took their stand.
1: And the rulers were gathered together. But guess who we think is the founder of what we believe? The apostles became the executors of his will. And all
0: of that is premised upon what event? The resurrection
1: of Jesus Christ. Folks, everything has to come back to that. And so, in verse 33 of our text, of chapter 4, and with great power gave the apostles witness of what event? Great, great, uh, great power, big power, the word is mega there,
0: big power that the apostles put into their witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and
1: great grace was upon them all. See nothing else matters if that isn't true. So, that's the message that had to be stopped. All of the people in, that we're reading about here in chapters three and
0: four are all after stopping that message. You can go forth and you can you can talk about Tiddly Twiddly Winks but don't talk about the resurrection any longer. We don't want that. Because of the implications of the resurrection, what results from the resurrection? Because that is what proclaimed Jesus, it says in chapter 2, that because of that, God made him both what and what? Lord and Christ. That's other words apply there, too. But in that text, I have he has been made, in Peter's first sermon, first gospel sermon, We have, God has made him both Lord and Christ. And in the fulfillment of the prophecy about the resurrection. And so, you see, the implication isn't that somebody rose from the dead. It's what it implies. They wanted that message stopped. Because it makes a difference. As like I mentioned earlier, it's not about the person, it's what he's doing. What's he doing and what What's is... Doing? That's right. And what is, what, What's and what is the accomplishment of what he's doing? That's what people don't like. That's why I'm so against all, all levels of, of Calvinism, is because they have everything related to the
1: person of Jesus who means absolutely nothing until you get to what he did. No it becomes it becomes a bypass of what God's objective was and what He did through Jesus. We've got to come to that. We've got to see that. So this message must be stopped, and we can
0: stop it by changing it. We can we can alter it, we can neutralize it, we can shift it any way we want to do. But folks, we've got to get back to the message and what it implies of the resurrection. Because without that, there is nothing. And what does that do to all of the pagan religions of the world? You know, when you're in school, you study world religions, and you study the good things about them. And there's great things about them. We're not against the good things about anybody, are we? If it's if it's true, it's true no matter where you find it. If people are honest, we appreciate that no matter where they are. And we, so we we can acknowledge that. But folks, if you want to be saved, you
1: better be where God has put it together for you to be saved in. That's where we
0: have to come to grips with it, and that's why that message was so powerful that these people were able to sell their properties in verse 37, the last verse of our chapter 4, and bring the money
1: and put it at the apostles' feet. You had to believe something to do
0: that. I, I wouldn't go out and sell my house for anything. Well, maybe I would. But, I mean, you know, initially you wouldn't, would you? And is there any cause that you believe so much in, so fervently in, that you would get rid of everything that you had in order to support that cause? I mean, everything? And talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. I think this is a case where really understood
2: what Jesus was about and what the implications of the events that have just happened are
0: and where they needed to be in relationship to that i think that's right on and with that we're going to move on we've got just we'll go to chapter 5 now i think that summarizes where we've been saying and we don't need to be redundant but
1: first verse in the first word in chapter 5 um, in English, but it's okay for now. Um, that word comes. There's two words that are translated "and," chi and "death."
0: When the word "kai" is used, mean it mean when "kai" is used, it means things of a like nature. Not always, but predominantly Kai connects things that have a tie together. De means and in the sense of contrast. And here they've, they've translated it properly because but is probably a better word. But a lot of times they, they translate it and as well. And you'll notice down here, King James translates it also and but moreover now. Um, But here's a guy that we're going to tell you about now that didn't do that. See, here's a guy that did it right. We tell you about him first. I like that. And a certain man named
1: Ananias. And with Sapphira, his wife, they sowed a possession. They may have get caught up in the emotion of this thing,
0: but remember that their underlying motive here is to imply something beyond what was true
1: ah that now that's something that, you know if all of us were put- if all of us were put to death Well, we're all gone. we might as well go home. If all of us who are here were put to death, whoever tried to present
0: an image of ourselves that doesn't ring true with the facts, and we were put to death like Ananias and Sapphira were, because that's what they did. They made an implication of doing something that was beyond what they really did. And isn't it sad that in the church we kind of force people to do that because we have a level of expectation for folks that if they don't measure up to it, they just don't measure up. And so they they have to imply to us that they do measure up. They become phonies. We create hypocrisy in the church because of our expectations that we put on people of being something more and different than what they are. Why can't we just let people be who they are? If they've got a problem, we deal with it. No with... Yeah, there's no fun in that. There's no fun in that. Yeah, I guess that's the issue, isn't it? There's just no fun in that. But,
1: you know, that's an important lesson here, I think. And it's hard to live by. Measure up to that standard. Either in real reality or implied. We don't want to get involved, we don't want to get caught
0: up with. Involving
1: ourselves in that way of living. You know, it's, nobody knows what you think they know. You don't have to measure up to anybody else. You just have
0: to be who you are, be the best you can be, but the only standard that matters is not what I put before you, but was what God has put before us. And God allows so much flexibility. Yeah. And a man. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And the only key difference there is that he was adequately repentant. But the people around him may not have known that. But you see, God did. And you and I don't know that about anybody. We don't know that. So we don't want to go there. There's my dog that had the heart attack three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And my other dog here, is is—is he... Uh,
2: he's he's raising he's up and down the
0: street. Yeah, the one that has no legs. Yeah. He's hes not going to make it. Hopefully mm-hmm. he'll make it through today. All right, let's close, folks. Our time is up. i That was a I just want to, let me say in summary, what I wanted to do today, my objective was to really establish what was going on here with these people and why they were willing to go through what they were going through is because of their exposure to both the event and the teaching of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It made all the difference in the world to them, and I believe it ought to us. Father, we thank you for the time of sharing together in the Word today for the good comments. May our understanding of the resurrection be our motivation and the standard toward which we live with an expectation of being in the
1: resurrection with our Lord. In His name we pray. Amen.